the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci and Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci and Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci and Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. The views and opinions expressed are based on current economic and market conditions and are subject to change. All investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. Welcome to Don't Invest and Forget, a weekly financial news magazine designed to educate and equip you with the roadmap and direction you need to manage your money, meet your financial goals, and instill confidence in your investment choices on the road to retirement. Your host is author, radio commentator, and investment advisor, Pat Fatucci of Fatucci & Associates. With over 30 years' experience in the world of finance and investment planning, Pat specializes in personal and corporate investment management with special emphasis on retirement planning. Welcome to another edition of Don't Invest and Forget, the program that each and every week helps you keep your finger on the pulse of your money from Wall Street to Main Street to your wallet. Our host, 30-plus-year financial manager, Pat Fatucci. When you think about retirement, boy, there's a lot to be considering. Where are you going to retire? When are you going to retire? What are the goals are going to be once you've reached retirement? You're going to dive into that hobby that you've always dreamt of, maybe take those trips and vacations with your spouse that you've been putting off for all of your life. Well, as you're considering all of the things that you will do once you reach retirement, there are some key things you need to consider going into it. And our host, Pat Fitucci, certainly has spent thousands of hours with, I can't even guess, Pat, how many clients and listeners down through the years talking about many of the important things that you need to think about as you're heading to and through retirement. Yeah, retirement, that golden age, that time when your schedule is your time and there's no need to report to anybody. Wow. This is what I've been waiting for for 40 plus years. Got to be careful what you wish for. It may come true. And so it could be the golden years. It could some disappointments, some roadblocks you hadn't thought about. Let's talk about some retirement planning tips to consider. Certainly you want to have your finger on the pulse of where your investments are and have some systematic tracking system to make sure you are not overspending or you're not underspending. You don't want to perhaps leave a boatload of money and not enjoy the fruits of your labor. So it's always a, a balancing act as to what you're spending and what you're earning. Is the return on your investment keeping track with your outlay? Inflow and the outflow, are they, are they kind of equal in your early years? Certainly inflation is something that will eat away at some of that opportunity. Finances are important, but let's talk about something very different. How about your physical health? A lot of people get into a regime of exercise, whatever your pleasure is, whether it's bicycling, swimming, pumping iron, 
jogging, got to be an element of physical health or else the stress of aging will have a deleterious effect on your longevity. I mean, every study shows that. And so we always emphasize when folks come in for that free retirement counseling session, what are you going to do in your spare time? What about your physical health? What's your schedule for putting that into a daily and weekly regime? We want our clients to live a whole long time. Maybe you didn't have time. You you you're, you made an excuse while you were working. I didn't have time to take care of myself. Well, now I do have time. Developing those habits early on in your retirement years becomes really critically important. A lot of people have this idea, wow, I want to travel, I want to travel, and I want to travel. And so you got to be careful to budget your travel in that's reasonable, using good judgment and not blowing through your retirement money too early. So put yourself on some kind of a schedule, whether it's two major trips a year and three minor trips a year or, you know, whatever your budget will allow, what's the line item in your budget that will provide for that kind of travel? And what level are you going to travel? You can always stay in five-star hotels or is Holiday Inn just fine for you? And you've got to really set those expectations and, you and your spouse, if you're if you're married, having a meeting of the minds as to what's important. I'll stay in a Holiday Inn if I can squeeze one more trip a year to Europe or to Hawaii or Mexico, you know, wherever your favorite place is. We always talk about debt. I've always been a proponent of keeping a mortgage debt because it's smart debt. Certainly, credit card debt is not smart. So you want to make sure going into retirement, you have a, a low or, or no balance on your credit cards, but Let's face it, uh, let's say a 4% mortgage interest rate after deductibility and after appreciation, you're really paying about zero in most years. And I can walk through any listener and demonstrate that on a clean 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper. Maybe you want to work longer. Maybe it's a part-time job in your area of expertise. Maybe it's that Home Depot job kind of interests you. There's a social aspect to it. Maybe you're good at plumbing or electrical or whatever, you can use those skills and get a chance to chat with people and give them some of your expertise. What about your friends? Are your friends retiring? I'm a tennis player, so I get together with my tennis buddies. A couple I've shared with me, they said, Pat, the worst thing I ever did was retire. I get up at 7.30, I have my coffee, I read the newspaper, I go online and see what's going on. It's 9 o'clock. Nobody emails me anymore. Nobody texts me. There's no voicemails. I have fallen off the grid. It's nine o'clock in the morning and I don't know what to do all day long. I can't play golf every day, nor do I want to. I can't play tennis every day. So you got to be careful to create a collection of activities or maybe it's working longer. Maybe it's working part time. Maybe you've got the skill set that somebody will pay you to work Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or a week, a month or whatever the... Uh, frequency is, does it balance out your life with enough intellectual stimulation and yes, some money on the side? Maybe money is not a motivator. Maybe it's more getting some uh, intellectual stimulation that's more important. So whole collection of activities. When our listeners come in for a consultation, we it's really a coaching session. We review the numbers. Yeah, that's important. That's a pretty routine part of the uh, interview. The more important part is what else are you going to do? What else is going to satisfy you 
as your work perhaps satisfy you. And, and I got to tell you, men suffer from this more than women. Women have much more in-depth understanding of what life is all about. And as sexist as that sounds, men historically have identified themselves with who they are, what their position is, what their role is, what their title is, perhaps, what their contribution is. And so the adjustment to retirement, I have seen men have a lot more difficulty than women. Having said that, the opposite can be true as well. But how are you going to get your ego stroked? What's your satisfaction level planting flowers in the backyard on a regular basis or doing other routine work? You can't clean the garage out every week. I mean, it just doesn't work out. And your wife is not going to let you alphabetize the herb drawer. That's her office. And you think you're going to go in there. I think I I had a a gal tell me, um, my husband retired and I've got twice the husband and half the space. He's now crowding my, my office in the home. So there's a whole adjustment period and time is now uh, on your side. Uh, That's good news. That's the bad news. If you don't use it wisely, You'll drive yourself crazy and maybe your spouse crazy as well. But we talk about those kinds of things in that interview to really get a sense of psychologically, are you prepared to have all this bountiful of time available? How are you going to fill it? You're not going to sit around uh, watching soap operas all day long. So again, that's kind of a plug to come into one of our Bay Area offices and Let's have a a frank discussion about, yeah, the money is important and cash flow is important and balancing the inflows and the outflows. But what about the other part of your life, the part you're going to spend the rest of your life trying to figure out how to consume all that extra time? Being prepared ultimately is not just important from a financial aspect, but also from a psychological aspect, as Pat suggests. Maybe you're not quite sure if you're ready at all. Answering the economic questions as well as the what-next questions is an important part of what that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review can offer you. Available in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci and Associates, no obligation whatsoever, and you can easily make your appointment online. Simply go to don'tinvestandforget.com. That's don'tinvestandforget.com. If you prefer, you can also make your appointment by phone. Simply dial 888-PLANWISE. That's 888-PLANWISE. Or again, online at don'tinvestandforget.com. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. Invest and forget. When it comes to investing and planning for retirement, what's your primary approach? Do you kind of... Well, maybe toss a dart at a fund or something that sounds good and exciting and just hope for the best. Do you like to dive in when you hear about exciting numbers on Wall Street? This is really my chance to get in there and make a lot of money. Or do you tend to be really reticent and maybe back off and kind of run for the hills when something negative occurs in the news? Well, if that's the case, you're probably like a lot of Americans that allow their emotions to drive their investment decisions. And as we're going to learn from our host, Pat Vitucci, Pat is probably one of the worst things you can do. It's great to allow your emotions to drive you in love. But when it comes to the matter of allowing your emotions to drive you in retirement planning and investing, that can really be dangerous, can't it? Unfortunately, emotions too oftentimes dictate decisions that we make. I see it time and time again, especially given market conditions today between the Dow, the NASDAQ, the S&P, 
Housing is, is off the charts. We're blessed with abundance, uh, maybe to a fault. I mean, it really begins to infiltrate our logic and emotions can override logic way too often. And so envy is something that we all kind of struggle with. We love our friends. We love our family. But we, we all tend to be a little envious. You know, we got to keep up with the Joneses. And envy can easily put our investments at risk. So we want to be very careful not to have something like envy kind of override what logically seems to be a, a sensible decision look pretty silly some months or years later. How about fear? Wow, I'm fearful. All my friends are getting rich. You know, this is where you got to put that fear to rest and bury it in your backyard. You got to be very careful not to let fear screw up your thinking. The stock market is doing so well, and gosh, I haven't been in it. So I'm fearful I'm not going to be able to be able to retire when I want to. So I'm going to make a really bad decision and jump in with both feet right now without even consideration to uh, concurrently looking at preservation of capital. We all have hope. We want to be hopeful that the world's going to be a better place. And, and my future, whether it's a year or two from now or in retirement, X years down the road, I hope I can go to Hawaii once a year. I hope I can buy a new car once a while. I hope I can take my family out to dinner once in a while. I hope I can take care of my grandkids and, and help them with college education kinds of things. And, and so uh, hope is another one of those emotions potentially killing your investments. How about stubbornness? We're all a little darn stubborn. Gosh darn it. I want it my way and I think I'm right. Despite what everybody tells me, I'm going to be stubborn and I'm going to be part of the problem and I, I'm going to just not take a wise counsel and coaching of people that I depend on. Do you have a good CPA? Do you have a good financial advisor? Do you have a good an attorney that you can confer with and holistically stand back and look at the entire picture and not stubbornly look at just one element that you think needs to be satisfied? How about pride? Gosh, I never make a mistake. and I never will make a mistake. I'm never going to admit to make a mistake because I have pride and I'm always a successful, good-looking, handsome <laughs> guy that uh, will not uh, even come close to injuring my pride. And then, of course, there's anger. Boy, I, I did a really stupid thing, and I, I'm angry now. Based on my anger, I'm going to be really irrational. And my ego is so important because it got bruised. I'm angry that my friend, my family, who whatever it is, made me angry. And then, of course, there's shame and depression. Shame, although shame is kind of an old, antiquated idea, Craig. It, nobody suffers from shame anymore. They stand on their soapbox, and without shame, they admit to some things. But if you're old-fashioned like me and conservative, shame is still becomes an issue if you've done something really shameful, something really silly, and have not recognized it, have not identified, have not, not some, done some introspection on your actions. And if you don't do that, then of course you never, you never have shame. And then all this may lead to depression. Gosh, I'm so depressed. My friends are getting richer than me and they drive a better car. They, they travel to better places. Gosh, darn it. I'm really depressed. And then you tend to make uh, really bad decisions when you are depressed. So emotions, a whole variety of those can drive you to do really bad things. And your actions too many times are guided by our emotions. We're all emotional beings. Until those robots come along, 
with their artificial intelligence where they don't have emotions. We're stuck with our own little brains and little issues that we struggle with, and emotions can um, way too often dominate our investing decisions, and that's where you can get into real trouble. Well, Pat, then what's the best way to kind of um, engage in that disconnect here? Because as you've suggested, all of these emotions, stubbornness, pride, envy, fear, all can really contribute to making bad decisions. And then you couple that with history. We remember how mom and dad suffered during the Great Depression, the stories we heard, I never want that to happen to me. And so you're almost a hoarder when it comes to your finances. Or maybe you survived through the 2008-2009 economic debacle and took a 30% haircut in your 401k and now you you want all that money to be on the sideline. You want to keep everything in cash. Those kinds of historical memories that can also combine with the emotions to lead to some really bad decisions in order to engage in that disconnect so that you're making the decisions based on what is right for you, solid numbers, solid things like timeline toward retirement, how much you're going to need to enjoy a comfortable retirement, things that are fairly concrete. Do you really maybe need a third party that can help bring that sense of groundedness to your decision-making if you are overcome by history and emotions? The most successful people on the planet, both psychologically and financially, create a team, a coaching team whether it's a CPA, an investment professional, an attorney, you've got to look at those decisions from every angle. And if you juxtapose your decisions across all those disciplines, I think you're going to come out with a much more deliberate, conscionable decision that you can probably live with. We all have our prejudices and our biases as we approach a decision We're a product of our environment. And if we lived in an affluent home as a kid or a very financially modest home as a kid, financially speaking, those kinds of values and judgments can sometimes interfere with a good judgment today. And so we always talk about bringing a collection of disciplines to the table. And then you digest all of those opinions. You may still go back with your original thought, but at least you've conscionably exported from a variety of angles. And of course, conferring with your family, certainly first and foremost, if you, you're married or with kids or whatever, you've got to discuss all the options, lay out the pros and cons, get a yellow sheet of paper, put pros and cons and with a line down the middle. And, and that's a simple exercise. Look at the worst case scenario. If you make that decision, what happens if the worst case scenario happens? You make that investment and you lose every nickel. How does that affect your family, your your life from that point forward? I always tell, I like to take the worst case scenario. The best case scenario, you know, I'm going to make a gazillion dollars and, you know, I'm going to go to Hawaii twice a year instead of once a year or once every other year. Those are easy. Those are softball questions. It's really what if it doesn't work out and can you live with the consequences of the bad news? So I think there's a lot of conferring with people and And you'll walk away, I think, with a much more deliberate and conscionable choice. Pat Fittucci says, don't invest and forget, invest and forget, invest and forget. As we work through our working life, we're oftentimes, when we reach our 50s or so, focused on that special moment, that time when you finally get to walk into the boss and say, that's it, I'm done, and you head off on retirement. When you think about it, there are a lot of good reasons to retire, but if you think even more seriously, there are many good reasons not to retire early, as our host, 
financial advisor and retirement planning specialist Pat Vitucci explains. And Pat, boy, it's uh, it's easy to decide that we want to retire. Far more difficult to decide when not to retire early. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this today because I'm I you know most people want to retire early, so let's not even talk about this. I mean, come on, everybody wants to retire early, don't they? Well, maybe not. I have friends, they tell me the worst thing they ever did was retire. They get up, they have their cup of coffee, they read their newspaper, they're done. It's 8.30. What do I do with the rest of the day? My body can't take playing tennis every day. I'm not as motivated. What are you going to do after you quit work? That's the big question. You can't pick up the phone and call your buddies. Hey, let's go fishing. Let's go play golf. Let's go play tennis. Let's go for a drive. They're working. They're tired at night. Remember those days when you worked all day and you fought the traffic and you you finally got home and you're full of energy and spunk and you want to say, wow, let's go out and do something. And there's nobody to go out and play with. They're all still working. So you have to know what you're going to do with your day after you quit. If you're a very social person, if you've got a lot of things on your to-do list and you enjoy doing them, then maybe you are a good candidate to retirement. But I got to tell you, A lot of folks that I counsel, they share with me that it ain't what it's cracked up to be. You know, we all need some intellectual stimuli. And if unfortunately or fortunately, our jobs create that environment that keeps us stimulated and motivated and social. There's always a social aspect. You go out to lunch with your buddies, maybe. Maybe you go out for a glass of wine after work. It's real important to understand and drill down as to what you are really thinking about. If you hate your job, it is not a reason to retire early. You need to find a different job. So working in an enjoyable environment is actually better than not working at all. Maybe you you don't like the people you work with. Maybe you don't like your boss, right? It's always the boss's fault why I actually retired. Take a parallel job in a different company. Find a job that doesn't pay as much, but the enjoyment factor is there. you got to really do some introspection as to why you're considering retirement. How about money matters? Do you have enough in your cash flow to cover that payroll check that you will not receive any longer? There's the monetary review as well. There's the psychological impacts. We've just covered those. And then there's the real greenback matters. Do you have enough greenbacks coming in? Is your cash flow sufficient enough to keep you in the lifestyle you've grown accustomed? And do not, do not say, well, I'm always going to make 10%. So therefore I'm in great shape. No, pick a really small number, four or 5% perhaps. Always err on the side of being very cautious, have low expectations, It's always nice to have higher returns and you can buy that car you've always wanted. You can take that trip to where you ever want to go. It's all about, do you have a net worth goal that you've hit? Have you hit your milestone? That's called critical mass. You can't factor in the equity in your home if you're not going to sell it and buy down or move to a lesser cost area. Take the house right out of the equation. What is your investable dollars? What's a 4 or 5% reasonable return on those investments? And can I live very comfortably with that number? Do we often make a mistake, Pat, in that we might calculate what our critical mass number looks like? And we're kind of watching two numbers. We're watching the number, the bottom line number that comes in on the quarterly statements. And then we're watching the number on the calendar. And when that date hits, we're all ready and charged up to run into the boss's office and fire ourselves <laughs> but not really considering the fact that once we hit retirement, 
having a budget in place is really important because the overtime check's not going to be coming in anymore. The bonus check will not be there. And so if you haven't calculated what your expenses are going to be in retirement, that can be a critical mistake, can't it? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Rosenberg wrote a entire book on the number. It's called The Number. Your number, my number is different from anybody else's. Your critical mass number, how much you need in your pile of cash to say, okay, I'm done. Now I'm working because I really love it. And that critical mass number, that number is different, sometimes significantly, and it's all predicated on your lifestyle. If you're the kind of family or couple or individual that their idea of retirement is sitting in front of the TV watching soap operas all day, it's pretty inexpensive. In fact, it's very low cost. But if your idea of retirement is traveling a couple, three times a year to your favorite place or playing a lot of golf or whatever the issue is, what are the budgetary implications? So it, it is kind of an intersection of your critical mass number has been achieved and your age is such that, you know, you really say, okay, I'm tired now. My body is not holding up to that hour commute any longer. How about discussing it with your family? Certainly you're going to discuss it with your spouse if you are married. It's probably a topic that dominates maybe the dinner topic at night. What do your kids think of, of your term? And sometimes you get some real good wisdom from your children. If your parents are still around, talk to them about what they went through in deciding when it was time to pull the plug. Talk to your friends about it. Maybe even talk to a psychologist and finding out what do you get from your job today And will you be as fulfilled when you pull the plug? And will you have enough stimulation of your everyday living? There are rows of books these days in the bookstore that covers retirement. How about a second career? There's a a book I just bought, and it really talks about what are you going to do for the rest of your life for the next 30 or 40 years? And it's got some wonderful implications. Are you going to be a hunter? Are you going to take up a bow and arrow? Or are you going to go join a bowling league? What floats your boat? And having time on your hands is something we just never experienced before. We've always been busy. We get up early. We drive to work. We come home. We're exhausted. We put in a 10 or 12 hour day and you have just enough energy to, you know, have dinner and sit in front of the boob too for an hour or so, or maybe go for a walk after work. But now you've got the entire day. How are you going to spend it? Are you going to be stimulated, psychologically fulfilled, financially fulfilled? All those issues, I would encourage our listeners to to go to the bookstore, Google second act careers, and does that include volunteering? It is not sometimes an easy transition. A lot of folks have said, you know, it's not what I thought it was. Don't be surprised. Do some research before you go in and tell your boss, hey, boss, sorry, I'm out of here. And finally, Pat, before you tell your boss that, it might be helpful if you have that discussion with your spouse or other individuals maybe in the family that will be directly impacted by your decision, either because the change in income levels or maybe just because you're going to be around the house more. Without a doubt. If you're going to be invading mom's space, her office, which is the kitchen, and you're going to be hanging around, a lot of my retiree clients find it really difficult to reintroduce themselves to their spouse. And now they've got time to reacquaint themselves with each other all over again and sometimes it's a, it's a beautiful thing, and sometimes it, it's not. So be very uh, mindful of that adjustment for both spouses, especially if you know, you, you've been married and now you're going to be spending a whole lot of time with each other. So as we've learned, while reaching retirement early might be a laudable goal, just because you have enough money doesn't always mean it's the right choice for you. Pat Petucci says, don't invest and forget. Invest and forget. 
Well, on the backside of the recent spate of market volatility that we saw, we pivot toward the topic of not getting jobs, but leaving them as we head into retirement. It's the time in just about everyone's working career that we perhaps look the most forward to. That's the time when we finally retire. We've worked for years and years. We've scrimped and saved. We've sacrificed. We've done all the things when it comes to raising a family, putting them through school, getting them married off. And now, finally, the reward of all of our years of labor is to enjoy retirement. But for many Americans, as they draw closer to retirement, they face it with not so much of a sense of excitement, but a sense of fear and intimidation. How much will I need to retire? Will I have enough? Will it last me through the entirety of my retirement years? Today, we talk about what to do when you hit that red zone called retirement. And Pat Fitzucci, certainly there's a lot of excitement. A lot of people are counting down the days, down to the minutes when they retire. Then once it actually happens and you've deposited that final paycheck and you realize suddenly it's you and a Social Security check and nothing more, it's sort of like taking away the safety net, isn't it? It's jumping out of that plane, and you hope the parachute opens, and that can be pretty scary. If you're a football fan, it's called the red zone. You know, when you get down to the 20-yard line, and uh, what's your success? Putting the ball over the goal line and scoring. The retirement red zone, as it's been called in many articles, this is an article in USA Today recently that talks about five things to think about in retirement. Well, geez, I just want to think about one thing. I want to think about just nothing. I want to get up and have a cup of coffee and read the paper and do what I want to do. Don't bother my retirement with things I need to think about. I did that for 40 years when I was working. Come on, give me a break. I'm retired. Well, sorry, it doesn't work out that way. You still need to consider and evaluate what are you going to do with your money? It is a responsibility that clearly falls on your lap. You can't blame the guy at the bank or your financial advisor or company you work for they didn't give you enough money when you're retired you need to take the responsibility and say okay what are we going to do and step number one is how much income do i really need you only retire once in most cases most people retire once yeah we've all met the guy or gal oh I've, this is my third time that i retired well that's kind of a, a wordsmithing i don't buy that well you were off for a month or two and you decide to take another job or another consulting assignment you really retire once in 90 plus percent of, of our cases. And so when that check stops hitting your bank account every two weeks or a month, whatever, what's going to go on with the income stream? Do you have enough to cover your overhead? What is your retirement budget look like? Have you prepared a retirement budget? We do that in all of our offices every day of the week. That's the biggest assignment we've been asked. Do I have enough money coming in to cover all my responsibilities and commitments. We get through that one-hour assignment pretty quickly and understand pretty succinctly, yeah, I got enough money or I don't have enough money. I need to work for three more years or five more years or 10 more years. Okay, so we've done that. We've determined we've got enough income. We got a little bit extra cushion for when our muffler falls off, our heating system at our home doesn't work anymore, our roof leaks. We've got a little bit of a cushion there to take care of all those things. Our kids need help. One of our grandchildren, God forbid, has medical issues that needs some extra care. All those things we want to determine. There'll be bumps in retirement. There always are. 
So to think because you may have had bumps during your lifetime, that doesn't mean that's going to be smooth sailing from this point forward. I certainly hope and pray that's the case, but I've been in this business for over 30 years. I know there are issues that come up that we weren't expecting, whether it's the health of you or your spouse, whether it's your children, whether you get sued or a whole host of things can uh, arise that have a financial implication on your budget. All right. So what about how do you manage your money? People say, well, I'm going to put it all in the bank. I got to be real conservative. I can't take any risk. Well, taking no risk in retirement is actually literally volunteering for a lot of risk. Markets will go up and markets will go down, but without some asset allocation mix and looking at what kinds of possible returns can I do and do I need to fund a retirement for 20, 30, maybe 40 years? What about the sequence of returns? In other words, what if the first three years, the markets are negative? Wow, now you're eating into your principal. That's not what you had thought about when you when you laid out your retirement plan. So how the market reacts in the first one, three, five, 10 years of retirement has significant long-term impact on the growth of that money and watching that principal rise or fall based on how the markets treat you can be very stressful. So the sequence of returns, what happens in the first couple, three years has a big issue in addition to, you know, what kind of risk do I want to take? I've been a proponent of saying you need to have some exposure to the equity markets, to the stock markets, despite your age. If you're going to live for 20 or 30 or 40 years with inflation, buying power literally declines in those years, which is not a fun assignment in the mid to latter years. Now you can't afford to live in the lifestyle you've grown accustomed. Diversification, that's one of those dollar 75 cent words, really needs a lot of attention. And as we've talked about for many, many years, not investing and forgetting, reevaluating that diversification model is, we think, very, very important. Volatility will continue to dominate our lives. We are a, a world market. Any geopolitical event that happens on the planet, generally speaking, a nanosecond later has some implication to the markets. So we've got to look at diversification. We've got to look at reallocation. We've got to look at the geography of our money and understanding are those countries that I'm invested in, are they healthy enough right now during this period in the history of our country? Is that a good place to be? Sometimes we've, we're in the unenviable position of suggesting very delicately, listen to this, need delay retirement. Wow. Talk about being unpopular when a couple comes in and they're all excited about going to their boss the next day to retire. And we've got to be in the position of saying, sorry, guys, you need a couple, three more years of investing to cover your monthly nut. Or you need to sell this big, beautiful house and move to a lower cost area. And guess what? Mama always says, no, 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 we're not selling it. Well, that's my home. We just redid the kitchen. I love my bathroom. I love my neighborhood. I love my church. I'm not going anywhere. We're not trying to dictate at all what you should be doing. We just look at the arithmetic and the budget and how does it fit in with your lifestyle and can you afford to be doing that? We're never happy when we have to conclude a meeting with saying, here's the numbers, guys and gals. The decision to delay has got to be considered given this set of numbers. It's always a trade-off. 
You want to live in that nice house or do you want to buy down and take the equity in that beautiful home and use some of that equity to supplement your income? And maybe that's just fine. That trade-off is great because I hate my job or I'm going to get downsized and I don't want to restart with another company. That's okay. Our job is to really pragmatically look at the numbers, talk about the reality of what the numbers scream out to suggest that you're in good shape or you may not be in good shape. To take advantage of that complimentary financial health and retirement plan review that Pat spoke of just a moment ago, why not call toll-free 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-E. Easier still, you can schedule your appointment conveniently online by going to DontInvestAndForget.com. That's DontInvestAndForget.com. In addition to scheduling your appointment online, you'll also find a number of resources available through the Investor Education tab, including articles and topics such as what we've discussed today on the program. Again, that's DontInvestAndForget.com to get more information or to schedule your complimentary appointment in any of the Bay Area offices of Vitucci & Associates. Don'tinvestandforget.com. You've been listening to Don't Invest and Forget with author and investment advisor Pat Fatucci. To gain more information about any of the topics discussed on today's program or to schedule your appointment for a no obligation financial plan tune up in one of Bay Area offices of Fatucci and Associates near you, go to Don'tinvestandforget.com. That's Don'tinvestandforget.com. Or call toll-free, 888-PLAN-WISE. That's 888-P-L-A-N-W-I-S-C. Or visit don'tinvestandforget.com. Program guests and Craig Roberts not affiliated with Vitucci & Associates. Information provided for illustrative purposes only does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information obtained from sources deemed reliable, but accuracy and completeness not guaranteed. Vitucci & Associates have no liability for information discussed. Consult with qualified investment, tax, or legal professional prior to taking action. Securities and advisory services offered through United Planners Financial Services. Member FINRA, SIPC, Vitucci & Associates, and United Planners Financial Services are not affiliated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.